genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as always, with Sean Batiste. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Bike. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books, we're going to ruin it for you, but I'll give you some timestamps in the description and all that. Our top story today is, yet again, Ten of Swords. But the last installment of Ten of Swords. For now. So, for now. Until that we they know decide, of. <laughs> until there's like a long 10-issue after arc that we have to talk about. <laughs> there is like epilogue issues next week, so no. that might be a top story. No. no, I refuse. We're not doing an epilogue as a top story. <laughs> so how are y'all this week? You know, chilling. Made it Happy through. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> yes and to you oh i'm still in it I, I had three thanksgivings already and it's only sunday <laughs> killing it Make it i had yeah i had zero thanksgivings uh but i adopted a dog instead so that was exciting that's a thanksgiving in and of itself yeah, it's a yeah. dog's getting nice. a dog's getting jeez. Oh, <laughs> god starting off early aren't we oh yeah terrible i can't even take credit for that one my coworker came up with it yeah, it makes sense. Yep. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been very stressful. As of right now, we're recording this on Sunday morning because I just haven't slept. Uh, <laughs> I didn't sleep Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. So <laughs> I finally got some... I slept for 12 hours straight last night. Uh, and I'm a human again. So that's nice. Yeah, that's a full power cycle. <laughs> yeah. That's, you turned yourself off and on again. Yeah. No, I had, I had to hit the reset real hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's very necessary. Yeah, it turns out adopting a dog on a holiday in the middle of the week is a bad idea. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and then and then working Black Friday and then another day after that is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I hate Black Friday so much. I hate everything about Black Friday. Uh it you know, in a small business it was okay. It was okay for us. Like it was I've been telling everyone it was like this perfect level of like it was busy enough that the store did good sales, number like numbers wise, and then it was uh, like slow enough that I don't feel like I need to get tested for COVID. Mm. Like it was just right in that sweet spot it's of like, balance. okay, it's a good balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I would never go to Black Friday at like a Walmart or whatever. I'd rather die. Well, if you did this year, you might. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. I like I any anyone. Anyone who's who's rushing out to get doorbuster sales this year can go fuck. Themselves. I don't even especially because they're all online too. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think there are doorbusters any, like this year. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> this everything's have, been no on one sale wants for... to get trampled and then also the plague. Yeah, right. <laughs> they've been doing the sales all week or month online. I feel like new... that's been a trend for the past couple of years, where everyone's just like, "It's our early Black Friday sale." It's like it is November second. What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> but you know whatever it's cool black friday yeah. it's the spring what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's the yeah, day after it's... thanksgiving get ready for our black friday sale <laughs> wait that is year? black no, friday next year no i'm at next oh year. next year oh yeah. i see yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> <made> a joke <laughs> that one that took sale. some splaining that sale's already over <laughs> it's black friday black friday you, you gotta it. prep for next year yeah <laughs> oh my god 
So yeah, I uh, I barbecued a turkey. Adam barbecued a turkey, which is fantastic. I've I've been talking about it ever since. Hey, yeah, I, I won't it. shut up about it, frankly. But <laughs> it is the greatest thing in, on earth. It tastes like bacon. Like, yeah, I, can confirm. I didn't eat your turkey, but I I spent my whole childhood eating smoked turkey, and then immediately turned around and like started eating Thanksgiving at other people's houses. And I'm just like, wait, what is this? What what are you serving me right I'm now? Sorry, where is the turkey? Yeah, this yeah. is styrofoam. What are you doing? Yeah, did you just put a a bunch of gravy on paper? Because <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> I would like some turkey, please. Thank you. Yes. This is disgusting. Yeah, it, in in years past, I've been able to cook it on, on an open flame in like two hours, but something about yesterday, it, it was like an all day event. Mm-hmm. Of... It's it's still better than cooking it in an oven because that's an all two day event. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> But yeah, I got some side glances from neighbors walking their dogs. They're like, is that a guy basing a turkey in his backyard? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> How about you mind your own business, Carol? Yeah. <laughs> How about you get off my lawn, Frank? How about that? Do yeah. <laughs> so you just have spectators? <laughs> uh, Frank, why don't you kindly go fuck yourself and mind your own business? <laughs> All right, I'm cooking a turkey. I'll bet your turkey, t- turkey tasted like shit, buddy. Deal See this? It. This isn't a turkey. That was the other neighbor who was questioning my basting. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Oh, oh my goodness. goodness, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, in the chaos of adopting a dog on Thursday, uh, I ordered Thanksgiving dinner from the diner around the corner. Uh, it was a mistake. It was not very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that I wish it was like... better. Yeah. It, yeah, they just didn't have any good sides. Like the turkey was fine and the stuffing was fine, but all this like you have a choice of mashed potatoes, french fries, pickles, cottage cheese, oh, side fuck. salad. I wish I had known that. I would have sent you home with some uh with some smoked turkey yesterday. Oh man, my bag would have smelled so good. <laughs> the Your train dog would have like jumped on you when you got in the house. <laughs> Jokes on you. He did anyway. Nah. That's true. Yeah. But no, the, the train would have been turkey. The train would have smelled significantly better, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it tends to not get much worse than the train. Yeah. <laughs> not great. It's not great. It's not great. Oh shit. What a holiday. Well we made it. And we're here. And we're gonna talk about comics. And I there's think. comics. Right. Yeah, what we got? Uh good question. I guess um <laughs> I'll kick it off here. <laughs> It's been so long since oh, we right. read. I don't remember. I don't know how to do this. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll start off with the number one we have here. Uh, Kaiju score, number one. I believe this is Aftershock, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Uh, it's by James Patrick and Rem Brew, which is a great name. Yeah. I really like this. It was really fun. Godzilla's 11. This This book was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was uh, yeah, Godzilla's Eleven. Yeah, pretty much nailed it there, uh, Adam. Um, <laughs> I've been saying it was a cross between Ocean's Eleven and Pacific Rim. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's yeah, got that's... that like comedy of Pacific Rim too. Like, yeah. yeah. So basically, it's a it's a heist book. Um, this is our character Marco. He's very good at planning heists, except for the one detail that makes it all just go to shit. Well, he's really uh, good at planning them. He's really bad at like doing them. So the one, <laughs> he explained it basically, um, he stole $6 million in gold from a military plane, 
but had to abandon it because it didn't compensate for a time zone change, so his getaway vehicles were an hour behind. Um, <laughs> he botched a silver heist because he didn't factor in the diver's weight on the buoyancy on devices to take them back to the surface, so they couldn't get back to the surface after they got all the, the score. And then um, a small robbery where he forgot... Oh, the radios were on the same frequency as the cops, so they knew exactly where they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like all that, like these are, he plans these incredibly elaborate heists that are usually will be successful, but there's one minor detail because he's very big picture that he forgets every time that screws it over. So no one wants to work with him anymore because it keeps fucking it. Like it just keeps going wrong every time. Yeah. The old decimal place in the wrong spot. Yeah, exactly. So this <laughs> one's basically him planning a heist centered around a kaiju being off the shore of this uh, town because certain ones have different evacuation protocols. So this one will have nothing around for 100 miles other than them trying to steal stuff right next to a giant kaiju. Right. So this <laughs> this is set in a world where kaiju kind of have like designated like the kind of like ecological disasters that just show Yeah, they, up. They, they show like a... Um, uh, a radar map like a, like yeah. they're hur- like they're tracking a hurricane and it's got like okay we think he'll make landfall about this time on this day yeah. so it's just like right. part of their regular scheduled yeah like- they like know which ones they are they know like what happens like this one in particular they talk about like they change the protocols because it only attacks when provoked so instead of just like le- so they just evacuate everybody so there's no chance of this uh, particular kaiju just going off and like killing people. killing a bunch of people Freak, so it's just gonna out, kind yeah. of like hang out eat it's some, just gonna sunbathe and sunbathe, go back and just in go the back ocean. in the water i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know what kaijus do on vacation <laughs> <laughs> vacation on land yeah i don't know i don't know what they do but yeah the, the the heist is pretty brilliant because the whole thing was the uh the museum has a vault in the basement that they just drop all the the most precious artwork down into yeah. so that it doesn't get destroyed by the kaiju so they're just going to tunnel down and then crack the vault from the from the outside and yep. then just make make off with that without even having to go in the the uh, museum i'm like that's that is pretty smart it's the kaiju that is a little bit of a you know variable to deal with yeah <laughs> huge variable like. yeah. <laughs> Physically a- large variable. <laughs> my my favorite part of this book was the the random ass shade that it throws at the movie Hurricane Heist because that movie fucking sucks. <laughs> and uh, they're just like I, unlike. I actually completely forgot that that movie exists. Yeah, because yeah. they're because they're talking about like the doing it during a kaiju landfall and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like why don't you do it during a hurricane? It's like because like unlike hurricanes, kaiju have uh better like safety measures and it's just so <laughs> funny i was like fuck hurricane heist <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he, most of this book is him trying to convince uh just a proprietor to just kind of give him money to do this heist and they're and, pretty, and convincing the rest of the crew yeah, like he hired a safe cracker to, um, well he's all, he's he's pretty much burned through good faith with everyone they've all told him just pretty much go fuck himself so the only people he could hire were this guy who has like the worst luck in the entire world like they didn't even hire him until later yeah because he had to prove that it was worth it yeah so he basically when the kaiju makes landfall he finds a way to take a a selfie with it and that's when uh they're like okay you know what you're talking about you can predict kaiju you son of a bitch i'm in (laughs) 
And, uh, <laughs> but he sends like his number two with him, who's just like the whole time he's just like this guy's a fucking joke like get out of here uh, but yeah they have a guy who thinks he's cursed so the jobs keep going wrong we have a safe cracker who's not who killed the actual safe cracker to be on the job um, and then yeah, this I'm guy's curious like, what the hell two. that's about because she's yeah that's she, she's like safe cracker yeah she killed the safe cracker and then called somebody and was just like okay it's done now what well so, like, it's done I just no know she was safe. calling she's being, the job she's being blackmailed yeah she's being blackmailed like I think yeah her family's like being held yeah. hostage or something yeah, uh, which yeah. definitely is going to be one of the small details that he didn't plan for. Uh, yeah, I, probably. Uh, she has no her, idea what her she's having doing. No idea how to open a safe. Right. That yeah. will be yeah. a problem. That's going to be that's going to be a problem. Oh, crap. this guy <laughs> just needs a good QA team. Yeah, yeah. Don't hire safe crackers that don't know how to crack safes. That seems to like be a good place to start. No, this is a fun book. Uh, I don't. You know, we're gonna something's gonna go horribly wrong here with the kaiju or something. But um. It's gonna be it's great. Got a, it's got I'm a really good it. vibe, like a really yeah. good aesthetic. Like it's it's like funny and it's very stylized and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good number one. I'm looking forward yeah. to the rest of it. I had something I wanted I wanted to bring up just just in some pop culture news, and I figured right now is a good time to bring this up. <laughs> so they just announced a new Clifford the Big Red Dog live action movie. And they released <laughs> photos of what Clifford's going to look like. Oh and then God. that sparked a question in my head. Is Clifford the Big Red Dog a kaiju? <laughs> um, I guess it, it depends on your parameters for what a kaiju is. <laughs> yeah, is there like a height requirement for kaiju? Because I feel like usually kaiju are like building size and, and Clifford's like uh, large he's, truck sized. He's, he's like the, house sized. He, yeah, he's the size of a house. Yeah, yeah, he's house sized. So yeah, he's like, he's a, a, a kaiju's dog. <laughs> like he's like... <laughs> He's like size appropriate to a kaiju, Kaiju's right? Kaiju's companion. <laughs> Kaiju's best friend. <laughs> Kaiju's <Yes>. best friend. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just I wanted to get that out there. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Thought, yeah. There was like controversy about that it looked looked shitty, and I was like, I think it looks like a dog. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, like people are yeah. pissed because it looks like a real dog. It's like, well, what well, did you expect? But also, he's too big. Because how big is it? Clifford's supposed to be small in the beginning, and then he grows, and then it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I don't, I don't remember those children's books very well. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he, no, I, 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 yeah, he's I a regular like, puppy to start. I feel like since the the Breaking Clifford Cannon thing, now anytime there's there's like production uh, photos of something that's CGI, fans will complain hard enough to see if they change. All it. right, listen. Yeah, that's fair. It that that is bullshit, but. <laughs> The Sonic thing. At least Sonic has a fan base. Where are the Cli- who are these Clifford fans? Okay, like, are you yeah, getting all these Clifford stands coming? Yeah, because yeah. the Sonic fan base is very rabid, right. very intense. They they uh, they have a very specific thing that they love, and it is Sonic. But you there's know? like, and like uh, that Clifford doesn't have that. that is- it's just a bunch of eight year olds. There, there's like some kind of like I mean like you know. Sonic has like a universe that at least tries to have a story in. Clifford, yeah. I, do they still make the show? Like, where are these fans? You don't care. You weren't gonna see this movie anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is for children. Move on with your day. Yeah, exactly. I touched a nerve. I love it. I'm pretty sure people complained about the Dora movie too. But like, were you gonna see that? Like, I don't know, that movie looked kind of dope. I might, I might catch that on demand. At right, but I'm sure people complained about the costume and the fact that she was older and all this bullshit 
<laughs> so yeah, like a kids movie like fucking back off <laughs> like yeah. who cares is your five-year-old gonna like seeing a giant red dog on the tv yes end of discussion <laughs> also like that with that dora movie was like indiana jones are you gonna have a three-year-old be indiana jones <laughs> like you need, yeah. you need somebody who can do stunts <laughs> uh kids are flexible yeah, yeah they basically know. made a rubber. <laughs> they're Everyone plastic it's fine they'll Everyone grow back that. <laughs> yeah you grow back can you just get a new one i'm, just, I'm gonna draw all the ire of clifford fans <laughs> dude uh bring it at me <laughs> <laughs> i dare you someone read the books like 10 times yeah, and there's those people who are like well the book was better you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's awesome of course it was better well i have no fucking transition at all and i am so sorry for what i'm about to do well, i'm sorry if i derailed a transition you did have no there there even when we were yeah, talking book, about the um, last book there was no there was no transition but especially now yeah, this uh, looks like the opposite of clifford yeah, this shit's about to get real sad. <laughs> Department of Truth number three by James Tynan the Fourth and Martin Simmons. Fuck me, this book, you guys. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. So, uh, I yeah, we were talking about it before the you know recording. It's just very like this is the the best worst book in the entire world. I I have such a bad fucking time uh, <laughs> because it's so like it's it's so well written. Therefore. It makes me want to die. Uh, yeah. yeah so, it's like, I look forward to reading this book every month, but at the same time, I hate reading this book. It, yeah. This this issue hit a peak, I think, yeah. the, uh, the, of that. The, like, the blur between reality and fiction with this specific issue was so non-existent that I was like, I, I don't, I, I hate this. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. So the and, in the best of- way possible. Yeah, yeah, I hate this, and it's also the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> like, I hate this because it wants me to hate this. Um, so basically, this issue deals with uh, false flag school shooting conspiracies. So, and Infowars. And Infowars, yeah. And Alex Jones, because he popularized He's that. He's like the first not- thing you see. Yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah, the very first page is red face they don't say alex jones but you know it's alex jones yeah. just the, the the red faced sweaty screaming man yeah, it's just I a gross it's... mouth screaming into a microphone yeah um but it basically it follows the mother of a victim of a school shooting uh while she's grieving and like during her grief and like it starts out in this like she's just so fixated on it that she goes into the message boards and like, like first she sees Alex Jones. She's like, that's fucking ridiculous. But then she like looks into it more and she's finding all these messaging boards and she's just like fascinated by it. And also like just hates herself so much. So she's like posting on there. Like, yeah, look, you the mom doesn't even look like she's grieving, you know, like, it, you know, because she's just trying to do anything to feel anything. And then and, she starts thinking, like, w- was I really crying? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, and there's a big part of it where she's like, she didn't answer her phone because she was on her lunch break, and like, so she just keeps listening to the voicemail of him, like, begging for help, and it's just like, fuck, man. And she moves to like a gated community because, like, the you know the message boards start eventually get her email and her phone number, and she starts getting harassed, and it's just like she's falling down that, like, just living in just utter fear of you know for her safety, and 
like eventually it it builds in this way that is that is so completely believable that she starts to kind of question her her reality and eventually they they send her a video of the audition that her son and her did of him crying and but he's saying the words that sh- that she heard on the voicemail over and over again like it's like identical it is exactly him saying it you know yeah and it's almost like they used that recording exactly yeah and and then it's her standing behind him, just like, was that good? We can do another take. You know, he's he's really good. We've been working on his crying, you know, like that kind of a conversation. And then she starts to believe that her son is alive and that she was hired to, you know, and, and, and that the whole thing is now a cover up to keep him hidden. So it it's her like grief and desperation has brought her into that conspiracy. And now she's falling for it, too. And it's becoming reality because that's the whole premise of this book. And then and, the Department of Truth has to take all of that away from her. Yeah, dude. And, like, the main character even says, like, is this any better? Like, like what's going to happen now? And then, and then his partner's like, well, either she's going to think that this was all, like, a silly delusion and she's going to move on with her life and actually grieve. Or she's going to think that someone covered up the evidence and she's going to fall down it deeper and she's really going to be ingrained in it now. Yeah, and some shadowy men from the government took away the only evidence that she had that her son was still alive. Exactly, yeah. And it's definitely implied that that's what ends up you know, being the case, that she believes that one. Um, it's fucked up. It's so fucked. Yeah, he's like, would it be better to just let her believe he's alive instead of doing this? And then like the partner's like, this isn't clean this is this that's the problem with this thing nothing's ever easy with this job so like you gotta you gotta steal your reserve and realize why we're doing this like you know what i mean like well, the other idea is if they let her still believe that it, he could come back to life or yeah it becomes true and then by stopping this people will just think she's crazy or she'll just forget about it altogether so like that's that was the whole idea they're stopping this from growing into something else that manifests that they that but also be. if she and everyone else believed it hard enough he could be alive it could unwrite exactly, reality yeah. and he could be alive so like is it better job. yeah that's the job the job is preserving reality for better or for worse and in this right. situation for this person and her son it would be much better if the conspiracy were true but it's not and just fuck man <laughs> like yeah like it, it got uh, me really thinking about that conspiracy and it's like me too yeah and it's like man it would be such a better world to live in if this was all just some plan to take people's guns away yeah because like that's I, I was thinking about that i think i was talking with sean about it at the shop where like i forget if it was sean if it was my coworker, but like it's so fascinating to me that the human brain has trouble even computing such a horrific tragedy that it creates an alternative that's so ridiculous you know what I mean? Like, I honestly, people that believe the false flag shit are just so... They can't understand why anyone would do that or why that would happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's in some effort to explain the most horrific thing you've ever heard. Yeah, you it's know? just like, like reconciling the, the horribleness of reality. Exactly. Like, I, I, I can all, I, 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 empath- I empathize with people who fall, who fall into these sorts of conspiracies. 
but it's yeah. just such well, a dangerous. It, it's dangerous, and then and then you become so much worse than that because if you are one of those people that harasses the families, you know what I mean. Like you're you're becoming like in that attempt to be empathetic and to be like to to rationalize, you know, the world around you. You've become the monster, you know, yeah. like the <laughs> yeah. This book makes my skin crawl for days. It's so well-written and there is no fiction in this issue the only fiction that exists is that she could will him back into life like yeah. but everything else about it is exactly how it is and i hate it <laughs> oh my god yeah, there's, yeah. there's a darkness in this world and this book unfortunately uh shines a big fucking flashlight into that darkness which sure it does. needs to i think i think it's so easy to brush off this shit like ha 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 people think the world is flat um but they all feed into each other and they're all based in some kind of anti-semitism and they're all based in some kind you know what i mean like once you dig deep enough into any of these things they hit that that vein so it all goes back to the same human failing of like you know like like trying to seek patterns that don't exist you know what i mean like it's in our nature to look for patterns and well we just want control we want yeah and you desperately need to have control yeah yeah and and so yeah it's 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 a fascinating topic that not enough people have ever really for the QAnon issue (laughs) oh fuck yeah, it's there's that that quote I keep seeing. I forget who it was originally, but it's uh, it, it's someone who can convince someone of absurdities can make them commit atrocities. Wow. Yeah. There it is. That's that's the whole thing. It's insane. Yep. <sighs> I'm sorry. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> someone get us out of this. I guess Ooh. that's my job. <laughs> this book, this book is great, but yeah, it is heavy. Um, but it's it's still good. I'm upset thinking about it now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it it upsets me. Yeah. yeah, as it should. All right. What do we got? Uh, so I've got Justice League Dark 28 by Ram V. Amike Nawalpan and Jun Chung. Um, so we finally defeat the Upside Down Man. There you go. Oh, There's shit. good news for the How's day. Is he right side up now? Uh, he actually does go right side up for a minute, <laughs> but that's because Zatanna is... is that how he dies. <laughs> uh, I mean, he does die right side up. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, last issue, Zatanna kind of Cronenberged herself into upside down man. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so this issue is, uh, the beginning kind of deals a lot with her, um, uh, like mentally uh going like inside his brain and there's this really cool panel where her mind and like her memories are being like spilled out of her and the upside down man is like eating them and yeah that's really cool yeah it's, it's, it's awesome um but essentially she kind of uh has a has like a flashback to the the rabbit that we saw earlier where she tried to bring the rabbit back to life and her dad was like no you can you can't do that kind of magic um because magic always has a cost so um what she ends up doing is she ends up kind of um manifesting the cost for all the magic that upside down man has ever done because his magic broke reality and it never had a cost and it was just kind of like evil and he just kind of willed it into being 
So she kind of made him realize the cost, and he kind of just eviscerates and um, brings his, brings her. She brings her dad back to life. Um, oh dang! Yeah, and um, then so the 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 story's kind of just told from the perspective of uh, in in past events from Bobo and talking to Doctor Fate, who doesn't remember anything because he got like just wrecked. Uh, from using <laughs> all that power, and uh, the the Doctor Fate that took over um, uh, Kent and uh, and Nobu the God, um, they're gone, and it's just Khalid as Doctor Fate, the the new one who wasn't sure of himself. He's the only one left, and he can't contact the others. Um, and That's uh, yeah, so it kind of like shows where they're all at now, and. Um, it's like Man Bat was grieving the loss of Swamp Thing because he helped him kill himself with that device that he made. But um, he's not gonna stay dead. No. Yeah. They they <laughs> even end up like him like Man Bat's like running uh, diagnostics and like he finds Swamp Thing's brain soul <laughs> something. I don't brain? know. Brain soul. He's Got like it. you're still in there. Um. <laughs> And uh, so we also find out that uh, after everything, uh, Constantine ended up dying from that shot to the heart. Um, Most people and do. And Zatanna has <laughs> Zatanna talks to her father, who's back now, and Zatara ends up going, you know, I just want to be a father to you one more time to you know make make things okay. And wipes away a, a tear from her cheek and gives himself up so Constantine comes back. And it made me cry. Oh, man. Aww. It was so sad. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, I'll bet Constantine, uh, you know, th- that dude's always dealing with guilt. And he's like, oh, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, had to, I just killed another person, technically. God damn it. <laughs> he can't catch a break. It's true. Yeah, he really can't. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> But this this issue was great. It was, um, then Wonder Woman and Zatanna hug on a rooftop. Ooh, yeah, it's adorable. That sounds nice. Um, I also just want to point out that Bobo is just getting hammered the whole is- issue. Yeah, yeah. He goes back. <laughs> he goes back to running his bar. <laughs> um, awesome. There's a really good panel of him like holding a a pint, just being stoked as hell. <laughs> he's so great. He's grinning. And then the the last page is we get a teaser for the new villain, which is cool. Anyways. Oh, is this is this Endless Winter? Yes. Adjacent. All right. Yep. So nice. I I literally found out about that event last week. What the hell is happening? <laughs> I think that's the thing that leads into Future State, but I'm not positive. Yeah. But this okay. this is interesting because like I I'm really excited for what comes next, but we're going to get locked up in Endless Winter and Future State after this, so it's going to be a bit before we get 29. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But cool, I'm excited to see events. whatever they do. Yeah, Future State looks sick. I think we're going to talk about a lot more DC on the show. I'm excited. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Future State's going to be our next real big big book big yeah there's at least about, a couple yeah. like all oddly enough i've never been a huge wonder woman fan i think the only wonder woman i've ever like truly loved was dead earth but like both of the wonder woman books and in, in future state look fucking sick <laughs> i'm psyched all right 
Sounds good. I'll check it out. Yeah, hell yeah. So uh, I heard that magic has a cost. <laughs> it does. So does so does lying to your friends and family. It turns. Oh out. no! Damn. Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, so Sabrina the Teenage Witch, something wicked, number four, by Kelly Thompson and Veronica and Andy Fish. Uh, this book continues to be one of my favorite books. It's it's so like honest to the character and just it's just so it's so well done it's, it's so adorable well so and yeah the art is amazing i love it the art is amazing and it's it's like funny and lighthearted. it's it's got I, I keep saying this but it's got everything that the the original archie sabrina had plus just enough of the chilling adventures stuff where it's mm, like, true solid so um we get into a, a full threes company situation where <laughs> i think where we last left off sabrina was having like a netflix date with her friend jessa yeah and then got a call from harvey and went outside to take it and ended up getting attacked by the woods evil dead style evil dead style oh. and then her wendigo friend ends up saving her so it's like wendigo friend wendigo friend when the friend <laughs> so she now has to come up with a lie good enough to appease everybody in this situation and not give away that she's a witch to her friends that don't know she's a witch don't give away the shady shit she's been up to to her aunts and not give up the fact that she's been hanging out with this wendigo guy to uh harvey so she's she's gotta fucking hold all this shit together man that's a lot of but juggling she can't. She can't keep the the Wendigo secret anymore. To the right, but so so she she fakes a she fakes a twisted ankle. So one of her aunts takes Jessa home. So like that's one thing crossed off. And then she's like, all right, well I'm just gonna go to bed. And then she goes to up to her room, and uh, Ren, the Wendigo guy, like crawls up into her, in through her window. She's like, great, now I have fucking this shit to deal with. <laughs> and then Redka, his sister, shows up. And then, you know, there's we have to kind of admit to everyone, okay, you two become some sort of conjoined yeah, Wendigo with your wonder twin powers activate. Twindigo. Twindigo. That's uh, Twindigo. <laughs> Twindigo. <laughs> but yeah, so so it, she has to she also has to admit to them that she fucked up a spell that now resulted in them being Wendigos separately from one another <laughs> as opposed to conjoining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she has to come up a, with a way to fix that. And then while all this is happening, Harvey shows up <laughs> because she never called him back. Fucking and Harvey. like the last he heard was her scream and then her phone shut off and now it's been going to voicemail. <laughs> so she, she has to explain. And then I, I think Harvey even like, yeah, like she has to explain why she's been around this Ren guy so much, where the hell she's been. And then he's just like, you know what? Call me when you come up with a good enough lie. And then, like, walks off. Dang. It's like, fuck. So now she's like, all right, well, that's it with Harvey. Now I have to go back upstairs and fix this whole fucking Wendigo situation. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Wendigo twins uh, finally, like, they're, they're kind of pulling at tiny bits and pieces of memory of when they're full Wendigo and they they it leads them to this house out in the middle of the woods where this like scary witch lady lives which turns out to be that lady that runs the 
the witchy shop in the basement of the Christmas store. I like her in ah. Full Witch Mode. She's the best. Yeah, she's like, she's definitely up to some really crazy evil shit, which is probably why her spell led her to believe that her aunts were the ones responsible for the whole Wendigo thing because it was probably this other lady. Yep. So. That's what happens when you buy, you know, your stuff from an evil witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I forget in, in this, because I'm getting all my different Sabrinas confused. In this <laughs> book, does Har- does Harvey know that she's a witch? No. Oh, yeah. And, that's... and that's that's why, like, when he, at one point he just confronts her. He's like, all right, I'm standing here. I'm listening. Tell me the truth. And she's like, I still can't because I can't tell you the truth without being like, well, I'm a witch and our friends are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of it's a bit of a leap. It's a yeah. bit. Of... Yeah. <laughs> so are you so. sitting down? Uh... <laughs> I feel bad for Harvey. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Because like yeah. he's just, you know, he's just a teen trying to, you know, touch some boob, really. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> Damn. Aren't we all? Yeah. Aren't we all deep down just a teen trying to? Yeah, touch I mean, the like boob? he does deeply care about Sabrina, but he, <laughs> I mean, like he's he's not ready for all of the fucking reality that's about to get dumped on his head. Yeah, it's a lot. Well, no one's They're... ever expecting money, guys. <laughs> to be I fair, expect it. I've been in some <laughs> shitty situ- uh, relationship situations when I was a teen. None of them involved witches. And <laughs> that you know of. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Fucking yeah, I feel like books. there's never any Sabrina story that doesn't end with her telling Harvey. Like it has to, right? Like yeah. they either break up or he tells she tells him she's a witch. Like there's right. those are the only options. But this has been kind of a fun play on that with this love triangle with like cuz she's she definitely has feelings for this other guy who is at a situation right now where he kind of has to accept and deal with the fact that she's a witch because she's the only one that can save him. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Harvey probably never finds out and then just is just lonely forever. But then she hooks up <laughs> with oh. this, uh, this antlered individual. <laughs> Poor guy. Aw. Well, hopefully not. You know, we, we want Harvey to be happy too. But I mean, they did that in Chilling Adventures too with that, that dude that she was hanging out with at the school. So. Hmm. Just classic Sabrina stuff. Classic. <laughs> Can't just pick one man. <laughs> I mean, only if you're boring. Yeah, I mean, it's an Archie book. No one's monogamous in Archie. Mm. <laughs> well, you know. That is you weird, isn't it? what you gotta do. Like, Archie yeah. can never decide between Betty and Veronica. It's all that. Jug yeah. Jughead is asexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's it's everything but monogamy in that I mean, book. have you seen like any movie from the forties or fifties? Oh true. Like yeah. I can name thirty movies right now that like base plot is about being in a love triangle. Yeah, pick also, between these two women. Also a lot of love songs from that from that period of time written by adults about teenagers, which is fucking weird. Oh yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. <laughs> not much more else to say other than that's weird yeah. <laughs> as an adult now i look back and say hmm that's i don't like that yeah you're Even- 16 you're beautiful and you're mine uh that's a flag on the play <laughs> <laughs> or 
even like modern stuff. Like I remember listening to Blink-182 when I was like, I don't know, 10. And, uh, you know, it makes sense. And then I'm 30 and I'm like, you were 30 when you said these things. <laughs> and that's not okay. <laughs> Tom DeLong or whatever your name is. I think he's the, <laughs> I think it's the, he's the good one. Is he the, well, he's the he's the alien one. That's why I remember his name. <laughs> yeah, he went off the deep end. He's going to yeah. be in an upcoming issue of Department of Truth. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> that would that that would be the case if aliens were a conspiracy. Aliens are real. Yeah, so. everyone knows that. There's everyone whole, knows aliens. There's a whole are show real, on History Channel about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, ancient aliens aren't real. That's just racist. <laughs> oh, how did they build the pyramids? Oh, with these barbaric. No, they were just. People it that was, built things. It was slavery, actually. Yeah, it was slavery. So, yeah, by aliens. <laughs> yeah, it turns out you can do amazing things when you force people to work and not pay them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I've just I in the last couple of years have realized like every ancient alien theory is just so racist. <laughs> it's all just like oh the the Mayans could have never known basic geometry. Like what? <laughs> No, the Mayans were cool. The Egyptians, dumb as fuck. <laughs> I was aliens. Mayans were cool. No, the uh-huh. Egyptians just kept throwing human suffering at problems until they went away. Yeah. It, it's worked. It, it works. Just it look worked, at Russia. I guess, you know. Then the aliens were like, I got this next one. Yeah, just look gave... at Chernobyl. That's, yeah. that's another good example. We'll just keep throwing human lives at this problem until it goes I was away. thinking Stalin beating uh, Hitler, but yes, well, also that. Right. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes just throw you human get, bodies at the sometimes problem. Sometimes you get pyramids. Sometimes you just get really big walls. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. What? Great Wall of China. Lots of human suffering there. No, yeah. Also the Berlin Wall. Literally inside of the wall. <laughs> but that's a different. That's a different podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on to shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This Sorry, this guys. episode is heavy. What? We're the in a fuck, weird mood. Man? We just talked about Sabrina, and somehow we got into the the history of slavery as an afterthought to that book. Those two things are in no way related. I promise. Magic has a cost. That's on me. That's my bad. I was talking about magic books has a cost, guys, and it's it's the history lesson of slavery. It's also our sanity, I think. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So um, I wanted to shout out uh, this... TMNT best of Donatello one shot. Um, there's almost too many people involved in this book to shout out the whole masthead. I, I mean, I guess I could. So it it's it's again we talked about the um the best of Raphael issue, where it was a a collection of the Raphael one shots throughout history. This is the same with Donatello. So we got the original Donatello micro series, which was by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Um, with colors by um, Scorpion Studios or Tom Smith Scoop Scorpion Studios, yeah, because they, they colorize the original Mirage ones when they reprint them. Oh, mm-hmm. got it. Okay. Uh, then we have the uh, the Donatello micro series from IDW, and that's uh, by Brian Lynch, Tom Waltz, and uh, Valerio Shidi. And then mm-hmm. the Donatello macro series, which IDW also put out, which was by. Paul Allor, uh, Brown Revel, and Chris Peter. So yeah, that's a lot of names that we talk about on the show. Yeah, Valerio yeah. Shitty, Paul Allor, Brown Revel. Yeah, like that's neat. Yeah, it's a it's a friggin' awesome team, and because these are really good stories. There's a lot of like first appearances and stuff. Um, 
like the the IDW micro series, the the first one is where we first meet um the mad scientist guy that Donnie's friends with. Hmm. His name's Harold, I want to say. I yeah. always get his name messed up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Har- it's Harold. We, we meet Harold for the first time in that one. He's great. Uh, they meet in like uh, a message board, and Donatello's username is Does Machines, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just again these are these are typically difficult to track down issues, and um, sometimes they're left out of reading orders from uh, collected editions. So it's nice to get these collected in in a way that's not you know behind a bag and board, you know, right? Because it's not like a hundred dollar book, right? So cool, yeah. yeah, neat. What else we got shouting out this week? Um, that's me. Oh boy, <laughs> break the mood again. Uh oh, bring it down. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have the other history of the DC universe uh, by John Ridley, uh, Giuseppe Comencoli, uh Andre Croce, Jose Vill- Villarubia. It's a whole lot of people. And I <laughs> probably did that wrong. Um, anyway. Yeah, did, it's, it's Jose. Jose. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so if you've ever complained about not getting enough comic book for a single issue. Holy shit, man. Is this a bang for your buck? Because uh, I feel like I, I read a whole trade. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to read it because I had 20 other books to read this week. And I'm like, well, this is a book. This is like a novel. So, I mean, it, I, I read like 10 pages of it and it was fantastic. So I'm definitely going to. I just, you know, um, I don't have a new dog to worry about, I guess. So this series of books are um, putting a spotlight on different um, different heroes uh, from D.C. that are... Uh, you know, people of color and their perspective of like being a hero um, during, you know, like, so it, it, uh, it goes through different. So this issue is a uh, black lightning and it's his time from when he was a kid to uh, right before brick city blues, um, which is a big black lightning story. And um, so it, it deals a lot with like black lightnings, uh, perspective on being a hero you know when you ha- when you're teaching kids uh in a school watching them get you know inducted in the gang violence and then going out at night uh to beat up drug dealers and those students and you know like dealing with oh, that Jesus. and then also seeing uh superman and batman who are white guys being paraded around fighting fictional aliens on the moon and ignoring, you know, all the struggles. Like the real the problems, problems that can right, be, yeah. that they could actually affect. Yeah, like, I, I think as far as I got in the book, uh, it, he started, like, yeah, it's like one day it happened and we lived in a whole new world and there was Superman and of course this shining red, white, and blue white guy was welcomed with open arms because he looked like them, even though he was an alien. And of course he goes to the shining city on the hill metropolis where everything's perfect anyway, and they don't need a hero, you know? (laughs) So it's, there's kind of like a, not necessarily the same thing, but kind of a parallel to like Marvel's where it's um, about a journalist in Marvel witnessing the, the birth of superheroes 
It's kind yeah, of like it that, definitely has that vibe, but from you know like a marginalized marginalized perspective, and also um, a fellow superhero who's kind of like those Justice League guys and shit. Like they suck. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what are you like? Yeah. It's it's such a cool perspective because it is like yeah I I have the exact same abilities but they've always been especially like it sucks that is this is the case but DC has always felt like they're background characters like they've never really had the spotlight in any kind of like you know like like even when like uh John Stewart is on the Justice League it's like oh he's like the third or fourth Green Lantern he's no one's favorite Green Lantern because he <laughs> was just like he showed up you know, a, loves Hal, and then he shows up yeah know, and like, there's a really interesting um part of this with Jon Stewart where they talk where uh Black Lightning talks about him and um yeah how he's always viewed as like the backup Green Lantern or the yeah, reserve totally. Green Lantern that's- but that's how the books have been written. So that's it's interesting to put a character inside of that universe and point out that that's how those books have been written for years. Um, like that's a really cool yeah. way to do and it. Yeah, and then also like he he doesn't uh, think much of John Stewart in the beginning, and it's never really talked to him. But then after um, the the incident with Zanchi, where John Stewart blows up a planet and deals with the ramifications of that um they talk and uh he he talks about how like he his perspective was kind of ignorant and uh that's a really interesting part of the book and it's written by John John Ridley um he wrote the a uh, screenplay for the movie 12 Years a Slave uh Oh no shit Yeah hmm. Oh that makes sense So <laughs> the the book is very dense um, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's beautifully written. Yeah, no, I I was trying to read as much of it as I could, and I was like, I feel like I need to like give this book the time and effort it deserves. I I I shouldn't be flying through it and like skimming pages. Like that's not fair because it's really good. It it's yeah, it's incredible. And uh, yeah, so this is the only Black Lightning issue. E- next issue is going to be someone else, and I think they're going to do like Katana and um uh. I don't know who else. <laughs> I know they're doing Katana, but... Uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. There's going to be a whole series of these. Yeah, I hope there's a Vixen one, because they, they mention her in this, but she's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Sweet. I'll have to check that out. I didn't get to that one. It sounds like it was an effort to get to this one, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to circle back. Um... Uh, just throw this out there. Uh, we have the Batman White Knight Harley Quinn number two. Uh, this is by Katata Collins, Mateo Scalero, Scalera, and Dave Stewart. Um, just want to shout this out. This is kind of like a continuation of the White Knight storyline, um, but it's totally separate. Uh, well, it's years later, and it's just about Harley kind of getting recruited to help the GCPD with some new villains that are popping up um, and actually being like what she uh, not harley quinn that we are all used to but actually like using her degrees and things and actually um helping people and solve crimes and using her and specifically set. going after the neo joker right which is also harley quinn uh they think it's partly her uh yeah it's like all these new villains like there's a neo like the joker uh you know i don't want to ruin right night joker's out of the picture uh bat bruce wayne is out of the picture for for the time being 
Uh, both of them are out of the picture for the time being, and it's all, you know it goes into that whole lore of this that they've created in these two series. It's separate than the actual normal. Yeah, Batman it's definitely universe. its own continuity. There's some drastically yeah. different things than what yeah, goes on like in this. DC. Yeah, but it's just a. So far, I think it's a really good Harley. Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. It's more of a, that new Harley without the Joker vibe, which I really am starting to enjoy. Uh, the more I read it, um, but you get a you get an interesting take on a lot of different characters that you're familiar with, like Ivy. There's like a Neo Joker, which just seems like it's Harley slash, you know, punchline, whatever you want to call it. That's you know that was the villain from the first White Knight series, right? Neo Joker. Yeah, but this is another one, I think. Because this is like five years after that. Five Pretty or ten sure years later. sure it's the same person. Well, the Joker was the first villain. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> the, Joker was, the Joker was the villain in most of them. No, Joker was the hero in the first White Knight series, wow. and You're it was both wrong. it was there were two different there were two hero, different Harley yeah. Quinns. Yeah, hero with big air quotes, but yeah, no, there were two different Harley Quinns, and then the one of them turned into the Neo Joker, and one of them became a good guy. Oh, anywho, well, there's not the oh, there's Harley that we know of, and like yeah, that's a different character. So it's like she wasn't Harley Quinn; she was just playing that role. <laughs> oh my lord! But anyway, it I'm really liking it. Uh, the art's great. Um, uh, I'm a fan of the Mateo Scalera art. Um, I think it's a good. It's more of a what if Harley was Batman type of a vibe. Um, and I'm kind of cool with it because you know she's investigating murders with her two children and hyenas, uh, which is always entertaining. Um, but then you get like Poison Ivy, Mad Hatter, and all these other kind of characters uh, interspersed in. So it's worth checking out. Yeah, I really nice. liked it. Well, I've got a couple. Uh, shout out, shout out, shouts out. Shouts out. Uh, shouts out. <laughs> uh, John Constantine Hellblazer number 12 by Simon Spurrier, uh, Aaron Campbell, and Jordi Belair. Holy shit, guys. So this is the conclusion to Cy, Cy Spurrier's whole run. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's oversized. It really like wraps everything up super well. And I wouldn't even be able to do it justice as a full pick. That's, that's why it's a shout out. Like, you gotta go read this book. It is... I don't want to spoil it in any way because it's so good. I feel like I can't do it justice by actually just talking about it. You know what I mean? Every time I talk about the book, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice. Um, yeah, it's... I can't even. I can't even. I just can't even. Is this the one that's it, it, over now? Or Yeah, this is the end. Yeah, Damn this it. is the last one. Um, so that'll be collected into a volume. Um, yeah, it just... It all deals with Constantine's, like, guilt. And, you know, you find out what the the real deal with uh old constantine was you know like the the guy that was running around as him you know as his his old face and basically you find out this is barely even a spoiler because there's so much to it but you find out that old constantine is just a tulpa and that he is the concept of what if john had any pride in himself made real and it turns out that if he had any pride in himself he would become a fucking monster it's his guilt that keeps him as a good person, you know? Uh, so, yeah. So, he's a tulpa looking for a soul to become real. So, that's why he's, like, trying to get John to kill himself. And, yeah. It's it's super good. Uh, yeah. Everyone should just go check that out. I don't want to dwell on it too long because uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't, like, uh, even talk yep. about it well. Um, oh. There's also uh, The Autumnal Number 3 by Daniel Krauss, uh, Christian, and Jason Wordy. Um, this one 
We get a lot more. This book is so good. It's so good. It yeah, it's, we get a lot more backstory on the mom and like why she's such a fucking mess, <laughs> and uh, we get a little bit more on like the villain of the town. There's like this tree woman named Clementine. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe she's just about, a tree woman. These kids are learning <laughs> about this in school. Yeah. Like, hmm. like if my if my kid came home from school and was like. Like, oh, don't you know about the Slender Man that lives yeah. in this neighborhood? I'm like, what are they teaching you in that fucking school? <laughs> but also, like, only she can, only the daughter can see it, kind of. Uh, no, I think no? I think anyone can see oh, okay. it. I don't know. It's well, it's definitely it's the nursery rhyme that the kids were singing. So I think the kids are definitely more in tune with it. Um, also, a dude dies by getting choked with leaves, and it's the guy <laughs> just, that gave sure. her the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's... It alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he and and up she the also has tree. like... <laughs> Stop she... it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, she, she's got like a whole exposition dump. Like she, she goes into like a tattoo removal studio and just like unloads every piece of baggage she's ever had on this dude. <laughs> and he's like, you know, some people deserve a fresh start. <laughs> I like that, that guy. I, that guy has it. to be like a borderline psychologist. If you're removing oh, tattoos. I mean, tattooers are borderline psychologists. So, like, so I imagine the same applies for the other. But like, I, I, I don't, I didn't know how to feel. Cause like she was in another town, but at the same time she was talking about how everyone in the town is really nice. And like, it's like some dude gave me a car and it's like, at the same time that dude's being really nice. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, like, I know it's a different town, but I still don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, the, she, she, like, gets in a fucking bar fight. Like, yeah, there's there's some really good character development. Oh, and her, her mother issue. was a photo, like, a photographer for dead children? Oh, yeah. Well, she was a photographer for the newspaper. And uh, she kept so a lot of photos of dead children. Just, <laughs> just like, fuck. Nightcrawler. That's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Yeah, the little town nightcrawler. Little little town Not- nightcrawler. I like it. Little nightcrawler. They couldn't get Jake Joan Hall, but yeah, but they got this old lady. Uh, yeah, no, it's super good. I can't wait to see where that's going. It like I it should have been a full pick, but it was definitely like building to what whatever the hell whatever Clementine the, the is. Next big thing is yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Um, to circle back, Casey. You are 100% correct about Neo Joker. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. Glad you looked it up. Yeah. I I love that you still didn't believe her enough to look it up. I did look it up. (laughs) Oh, no. I just wanted to confirm because I wanted to make sure, you know, we don't want to. Yeah, because you don't believe me. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I'm just really good at my job, Sean. (laughs) Whatever, bro. (laughs) I didn't remember. And I'm just letting everyone know that you're right. You're welcome. I do appreciate it. Took a that. lot, all right. <laughs> I, don't like admit, I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, especially to you. I'm just kidding. Uh, Typical but man. no, yeah, yeah. So it's that character uh, from the first one, which I yep. forgot because apparently I just. I mean, that was like three years ago. Yeah, maybe I just pushed it out of my memory and I don't just don't remember it at all. But yeah, same character. <laughs> We're moving on now. <laughs> top moving stories. To top stories. Yeah. We did it. Top story. We finally Let's talk about X Men for half an hour. The end of X of Swords. <laughs> we finally made it here, oh, guys. Man, <laughs> we did it. The big culmination. Oh, so geez. yeah, the first issue in this three-part uh, issue is X Men fifteen by Jonathan Hickman, Mahmoud Asrar, and Sunny Go, aka Psychops broods a lot. 
I'm going to do it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm going. Okay, cool. That's fine. All right, bye. Yeah, Cyclops for once in his life is a good dad. (laughs) Who cares about his son. It only took his son being actually younger than him for him to care about his son. He's a better dad than his boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) There is that. Oh, we gotta yeah. be the boyfriend to like eight people. So it's that's, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And one of those people is Logan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, definitely. That takes that's a lot. A, of work. That's a hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's equipped for that uh, job. So yeah, like a big chunk of this issue is they have. Well, they, it's it's yeah. the call to arms. So basically, the last issue was Cable calling out to Gene uh, and them having a, a, a psychic conversation and. Uh, and Gene and Scott are like, our son is in trouble. We're going to go get him. I don't give a shit what you say, quiet counsel. And, uh, you know, consequences be damned so, because uh, we're the X-Men. Yeah, so the, the X-Men issue is kind of just Apocalypse fighting his wife, intercut with scenes of Gene and Cyclops going, we're going we're gonna to go. Um, yeah. And, and the, we're going to be so X-Men. So then the and quiet counsel says yeah. that if they leave, they're, you know, Gene sacrifices their spot on the council. So now the council is uh, irreparably damaged. But yeah, anyone absolutely. that goes loses well, their yeah, spot. Yeah, anyone the that goes, and we come to find out that everyone goes. But there's well. this great, <laughs> this great moment where Scott says the, we set up the Quiet Council as the government of Krakoa, but we're the X Men and we're the heroes, and we do what what we got to do. And then both. Magneto and Charles are like, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is such just a grinning. toxic relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we raised him real good to go sacrifice his life. Yeah, you know. Basically. We being the one guy who just kept him for his bidding his whole life, and the other guy who spent a lot of his life trying to kill him. So... <laughs> yeah, it's, if that's not father kill figures, I don't love. know what it is. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we do have some badass uh, apocalypse moments. Oh uh, yeah, yep. um, just a couple like every time like they ask, "Will you yield?" It's like, no. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> My headcanon yeah. voice for apocalypse, by the way, has just become Werner Herzog. <laughs> Why is it not Baron Underbite? Well, it kind of it, it's been Baron <laughs> Underbite, but it's the, kind what's of the difference to just that super jowly, nasally Werner Herzog. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> but he like kind of wins here. He defeats. Oh, yeah. He beats Genesis, but then she puts the fucking. Yeah, he beats Genesis and then Annihilation when she puts the helmet back on. Comes it, back like and it resurrects. I love her. that there's like uh, delineating uh, word bubbles for them. Like yeah, Genesis yeah. is like white word bubbles, and then Annihilation is like black, and um, the. The mask is just like, no, what are you talking about? Don't be a wimp. Yeah, the mask is like, shut the yeah. fuck up. I yeah. have something to say. Uh, <laughs> later on, yeah. I don't want to spoil it till we get to it, but later on, there's a really cool moment with that where like they it literally overlaps, and you yeah. can see yeah. what it was trying to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention that later. I love Apocalypse. Um, like, in true Dragon Ball Z fashion, did not kill his enemy before the final form, and now he has to deal with the final form of yeah. his enemy. <laughs> Never yeah, played a final fantasy game saying. ever. Fucking idiots. Come on, you got it. You, you had him down and out. Don't let him do the That's villain speech. Wife. Well, because even, because, like, he basically was, like, turned, he, 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 like, just ripped her guts out and turned to Saturnine's, like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, well, you know, like, some, uh, you know, 
It's, I suppose it's a matter of uh, if, if one were to care about the needs and wants, and if it did, then the day demands a victor, doesn't it? Things must be settled. And then, like, that's when she puts the helmet back on. So it's like, it could have possibly ended there, and then... No. Yeah. And <laughs> we're on to Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, the data pages are, like, they were trying to phase out the word X-Men? Yeah, but then I thought like, that was just super interesting. It's too... Like you can't, you can't do it. Well, yeah, basically the the, the data pages were like uh, in 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 the effort to try to be a sovereign nation. We like the X Men has too much like baggage, good and bad, associated with it. So we are not X Men. We are mutant, and those words are not synonymous. Uh, but yeah, this whole issue is just like fuck you. We're X Men. Yeah. <laughs> X Men first, Quiet Council second. Uh, yeah, but yeah, seriously. then there's then there's Excalibur, uh, number I lost the math. Where to go? Yeah, number fifteen by Teeny Howard, Mahmoud Asrar, Stefa- Stefano Casilli, Sunny Go, and uh, Rochelle Rosenberg. Get some battle. Uh, Annihilation yeah, goes ham, <laughs> uh, unleashing the army against of Ameth. against everybody at this point. Um, yeah, it's a it's a big old shit show going on. Yeah, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed all three of these issues. Like, yeah, oh they were God, really good. so good, so cinematic. Like, I know I've complained this whole time through Ten of Swords, <laughs> but like, I'm really glad I stuck with it because these three issues were awesome. Fuck you! <laughs> you shouldn't have been complaining in the first place. I mean, I was I was when, only um... play complaining. I mean, I've enjoyed. <laughs> this is when it kind of starts really becoming less. You know, it starts to crack a little bit. You so you have all the X Men going, Storm being a bad at kind of pausing Annihilation, oh, so man. Apocalypse has a chance to, to kind of defeat them. But then, so cool. The army of Araco starts kind of splintering because they're all like, "This is dumb." Um, <laughs> and then Saturday Night gets yeah. a girlfriend box, kept a girlfriend in a in a little. A yeah. basket. Yeah, so one a of the dudes from Araku. Well, yeah, one of the dudes from Araku just leaves. Bay goes just to, to get Cypher. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about how perfect they are? Yeah. Oh my god. Bay goes to get him to come back to Araku with her, and he's like, "No, we have to help my friends." She's like, "All right." There's a part where no, he's like, "He's like, look, I can't go to your home world. I can't even eat bagels from the Krakoa tree. It makes my throat there's, itchy. There's a like, part I where can't survive." Is like, "I will never run from my wife." And Cypher's like, "Are you kidding, buddy?" I would totally run from my wife. <laughs> my wife is fucking terrified. Dude, the first have time they her? have sex, she's going to rip him in half. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to thank her for yeah, it. It'll be the best time he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, and then eventually we, you know, it's this is kind of interspliced with Saturnine apparently um, just doing a puzzle. Um, yeah, uh, uh, a Betsy cra- puzzle. With Captain Britain's shards from the first couple well, of issues ago. Well, because basically uh, she did a love spell, and when she shattered her, which uh, called it, by the way, um, <laughs> she she the attempt was when she put it back together, it was going to uh, reveal Brian. Like, it was going like, to ha- reveal the true Captain Britain. Because... Well, the idea... Hold on. They explained the love spell. Um, it'll take... They're gonna you shatter it, and then when they put it back together, it'll take the form of your heart's true protector. Yes, there Which you go. She wanted it to be Brian. Yeah, she she was certain it would be Brian, Correct. and then she puts it back together, and she's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And it's clearly Betsy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah. And in doing so, 
reformed the Captain Britain Corps. Yeah, and uh, also so, Jubilee has come to join the fray with the um, with the Fay. With the Fay, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> join the join the Fay with the fray. No, it's uh, it's to, the um, it's Saturnine's uh, army basically. Well, it's the she, ones that live near the, the castle that, that aren't. Yeah, yeah, well, she, yeah, she has she them. has two different priest priestesses. Yeah, there's uh, the green ones which uh, which defend Otherworld, and then the white ones which defend Saturnine. Yeah. So the, yeah, so she comes uh, to the battle with the green uh, army because uh, they're they're just like, well, there's a big ass war on Otherworld. Yeah. This isn't cool. Well, yeah, we gotta protect our home here. Yeah, this is a yeah. giant battle issue, but the the main ones being where Cipher convinces. Uh, Bay the Blood Moon to come back and join and be on the Krakoan side. Uh, I, I love it. I, um, that's yeah, love love story of the century. You know, like just goddamn. Yeah, and <laughs> Saturnine's true protector is Betsy and the rest it, of the Captain Britain Corps. It's also never been more apparent to me that RJ and Doug are just the same person, <laughs> <laughs> just being in love with incredibly powerful women that could fucking murder him. That's why one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I know, it's, 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 you've always been Doug, but this just really seals the It's literally the, deal. the only time I've ever liked a character that's relatable. <laughs> yeah. It. Okay. We have another one, right? There's one more. I know we tore through this one, but this was a lot of action, and it was beautiful. Yeah, it's, it it's hard beautiful. to talk about, because it's just like, and then they fight, and then they fight, and then they fight some more. Fight, uh, fight, fight. But yeah. Fight, fight, fight. And it was gorgeous. Ten- so. But then there's Tenosaurus Destruction, which is Jonathan Hickman and Teeny Howard, uh, Pepe Larraz, and Marte Gracia. Uh, this is the Number end. one, this book belongs at a fucking museum. Pepe Larraz is just unbelievable. Just absolutely like, gorgeous work. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, every page is a splash page. I was, like, looking for pages that I wanted to, like, post on social media for us this week, and every single one is not only gorgeous, but also very spoilery and i really try to avoid that on social media so i, I physically can't it sucks like I'm, my hands are tied and also, these colors are amazing uh oh, yeah. marty gracia is just fantastic yeah also i don't know why i'm surprised because i guess it, it's like i mean they they obviously planned it out but like it feels like it was comp like it should have been more complicated the fact that like this week was a tinny howard book a hickman book and then a both of them book to bookend the the event when mm-hmm. they're the two uh, two originators for the event, and then also like when you had the Marauders issues back to back to to finish out the party, like it was all really well constructed, like just everything. Yeah, yeah. I I think at one point we were saying like, oh, this reading order is all over the place, but then when you look at it on like a macro scale, yeah, it, it was it, very it all perfectly orchestrated. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Definitely so, perfectly orchestrated. Yeah, we kick in lots of action. Um, yeah, kick in immediately with the uh, 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 the 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 whole fucking Britain uh, Captain Britain Corps is just called to arms. They're just they're finally the, back, the, and the cavalry has arrived. There's also there's a dragon Captain Britain, which is really there, fucking a, cool. He's got the he's yeah. got the helmet on. Shit was dope. <laughs> there's like a gorilla and a goose. Oh yeah, and yeah, a dinosaur. A everything. <laughs> but <laughs> no there a frog too. Yeah, there's a frog. But, too, but yeah. no Betsy. Sad. Yep, yeah, Betsy is, like, the only one that's, like, unaccounted for. Yeah, as then, right uh, now. But hey, they got a frog, so that's got to count for that, something. That's true. <laughs> Him and Frog should hang out. Yeah. And Frog Teen from TMNT. Yeah, oh. there you go. And as a response, the Arako summon all of their things they can summon. 
Oh just yeah. Oh like straight up Cthulhu they open boxes. the Cthulhu box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just it also a uh, summoner is multiple people. Well, a summoner I think this is multiple is summoners. A summoners. Position. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like a it's like a race in uh, Ammon. Well, yeah, like yeah a... from like uh, when he was introduced in like X Men Two, uh, they have the the whole like hierarchy. Oh, the classes yeah. of different summoners. Yeah. It was like yeah. three different classes. Exactly. I remember now. Good call. Yes, I didn't. They just all look identical. Yes. So I was like, wait, is he alive and also a multiple man? <laughs> he summoned them. Um, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so as in response, um, Magic says, "Hold my beer." Um, and opens up a giant portal where the tenth sword comes from. Yeah, the which space we've been talking about this. The that fucking is the space sword. station comes down. Sword they, from cable. This the part sword was base. so great. Um, and then, <laughs> along with the base, come all of the fucking X Men that decided to join. And you have, I think, also Gwenpool is in there. Well, yeah, Dupes the X Men. I see. Oh, I missed Dupe. <laughs> Yeah, but Dupe's in no, there. So, I don't know about Adam, but, like, once I saw Dupe, I was like, oh, well, they, well, they won. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dupe's there. They gotta win That's now. it. Because, you know, they have the yeah. omnipotent booger. <laughs> and then, you know, so, obviously, battles ensuing. Um, just annihilation. Just oh, something such, bigger and bigger monsters. There's such a good moment because Cable is fucked up. He got real fucked up by the White Sword. Yeah. So... Or, uh, or uh, Bay, rather. And so he's just in uh, the Starlight Citadel, like, recovering with, like, his arm in a sling. And he walks out onto the balcony and, like, is watching this fucking shit show happening. And Saturnine's standing out there. And he's like, you gotta, like, send me out there. I gotta, like, help my friends. And she's like, what card did you get again? He's like, the fool. And she's like, well, a fool would think that uh, what you're holding is a sword. And he's like, oh, I'm such a fucking idiot. And that's when we remember that that's a key to a dimension full of zombies. <laughs> Cut two. How do you forget? <laughs> Them opening said dimensional gate full of zombies, and now they have their own army. <laughs> but, like, that's that's a wild card of it. Because you have this whole, like, endless army now, of people who don't you know just what have side a different, on. You just have a different problem to deal with. It's like when you when you bring an invasive species to kill a different invasive exactly, species right. now you just have a bigger more aggressive invasive species <laughs> like, it's, it's that a, wiped out it's the like that thing. joke from the good place anytime i found myself in a bad situation i would throw a baltov cocktail and then i had a completely different <laughs> <laughs> exactly now your bad Where situation you is just covered in fire yeah. It's like, now I have a different problem. Right. And now the different problem is giant zombies from a, or bug things that eat everything from a different dimension, which gives yeah. Apocalypse enough chance to actually get the helmet. And that's where the lantern flies came from. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A different dimensional portal. Yeah. Uh, but that that's so when when Apocalypse puts the helmet on, that's where there's a really cool moment where he's like, he says, apocalypse and then over apocalypse you could say that you could tell that it says annihilation in like the different speech bubble i was like oh it's so fucking cool yeah, he's oh basically fighting the helmet for control um yeah. on this whole battle and uh, during this we see that iska has turned to yeah the side she of switched, yeah she switched sides and everyone's just like oh fuck just, oh get back get back to the ship get back to the because ship. she can't <laughs> lose does that mean she just switches sides to whoever she think is thinks is gonna win or wants that to she win. switches sides to whoever is going to win. That is her mutant power. Is well, knowing I think well, she her mutant power is to be unbeatable. She backs. It's whoever she decides 
is right in that moment. She's okay. on that side, and they so will she win. made the mental decision to switch. Teams. I believe, yeah, I think they talk about that. She actively switched sides. Um, well, because she did that at the uh, with uh the Iraqians and Ameth when right. when Ameth was was sieging Iraqo. No, I, she switched sides, and that's when they realized they're like, oh fuck. We're, I, I know, we lost. but like I I thought it was more like she was like, you know what? I'm gonna switch sides for the hell of it. And but no, this I think time, it's her mutant power. No, well, her mutant power is actively to not making lose. a decision to switch to the side she believes so, like, is correct. So this time, it made me think that maybe it's kind of like a um, ordained by fate thing. Like if one side feels like it's going to win more through um, other circumstances, she automatically switches. Like she doesn't have control over it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I okay. think it is because like yeah, because she joined the fucking uh, demons. Like she didn't want to join right. the demons. She even said but, that to uh, to uh, Genesis, where she's like, "We're we've lost. You have to yeah, you know, we both have to submit because there's no other choice." Like she didn't want to do because that. like and in this one, yeah, like it's like lose. the tides turned and she and she turned yeah, with it. But since she can't lose, if she if that didn't happen to her, I feel like she would decide who like. She'd be like, you know, my team wins. Right. Because she yeah. decided to stay mm. with them. But it's more yeah. like a like they're kind of like floating the you know, whoever gets to the higher point kind of gets the the, the add on, the the bonus, which is this. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. Well in that way, I guess like maybe shifts the tide and apocalypse being just awesome blue dad that he is in this event um <laughs> ends the whole thing by surrendering the armies of Amenth because he's now in control of them to saturnine yeah. and ending this whole nonsense much to the helmet's dismay <laughs> yeah i like that like the the helmet is like still yelling at her and she's like oh shut up and then like reforms him into like a scepter <laughs> and then at that she's point like, need- yeah that yeah. was cool well saturnine hops on freaking shogo and it's like all right well this is over and just takes care of it and it's just like all right yep yeah you're gone he, now he is, his 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 fire literally unmakes reality yeah. so he's just like so both armies uh the the demon army and the alien zombie army are both just wiped off yeah. the face of the fucking just showing earth. that she had this was all all well, as we get to it like saturday was just really just she could have done whatever this was all her yeah doing. she could have done that yeah, the she's, whole time yeah, she's so powerful this whole time yeah uh but yeah, no. There's this really good moment where she's re- reforming the the helmet, and he the helmet is like, "Damn you! One day I will crack your bones and eat that." And she's like, "Shh! You sound ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, it this just is turns a better into, look for you. Yeah, it turns into a scepter, <laughs> and then they kind of choose um, a show of. She demands a show of good faith, basically an exchange of prisoners. Like one person from Kakoa has to go with the Arako, and one person from Arako has to go to Kakoa. Uh, and Apocalypse volunteers himself to go so he could be with his family, which is... Mm-hmm. And then, as a response to people who would go to Krakoa, he chooses the whole island of Arako. Yeah. So they can be... Yeah. He, the islands can be together, which I thought, that was nice. That was, That's so That nice. was a nice moment. <laughs> Even though she was like, there's no millions of mutants on the island. He's like, yeah, I'm, I understand. M- millions of prisoners. I know what I'm doing. There's millions of prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. well he's basically those bad guys there's bad guys those bad guys don't want yeah right but, but he's still like also they were bad guys of circumstance because they were bad guys that had to fight for that helmet right like, they were exactly. like yeah. they were good mutants who ended up having to work with demons <laughs> but he basically saved 
the entirety of mutants other than his just direct family. Everyone Yo, else where, is going to be... Where do they go? going to be back to... They go to Ameth. Yeah, okay. they go back to Ameth, yeah. Yeah. So so Krakoa is not there anymore, but Ameth is. So that's what they... At the end, they, they, you know, one big happy family, all six of them go into the portal. And that's... that's they're going back to hell. <laughs> right. Yeah, fucking wild. Uh, I also thought it was a little weird in that exchange of prisoners. Um, Bay was already going. So, like, does she count as a That wouldn't have Iraqi? been voluntary. I guess that's, a, yeah, it wasn't an actual exchange Correct. of prisoners because yeah. she was volunteering to go. Okay, exactly. that, yeah, because that, yeah, when they, when she said, like, oh, I demand an exchange, I was like, well, Bay, obviously, and then I was like, oh, okay, no. Yeah, She's I think, not even I think Apocalypse was going to go back with his, like, no so matter what. So, my prediction, I don't know if I ever said it on air because now I can't even prove that I thought this. My <laughs> prediction for the way that this event was going to end was that Apocalypse was going to wear the helmet and then kill himself with the helmet. Close. Like that, yeah, which is not <laughs> far off. Like, I thought he was going to sacrifice himself and destroy the helmet in the process was going right. to be how this all ended. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. I thought <laughs> he, he basically sacrificed himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> What'd you I say? I was just going to put them all in his pimple. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's done that before. Yeah, Dupe could I fix how, all like, of this. No. I liked how the little recap of this was Saturnine talking to his like her like aide, and he was basically like, um, did you just do all this so you could get the fucking uh, Captain Britain Corps back and or have Brian fall in love with you? Maybe. <laughs> it's like, you, this seems like a lot of work. And she's like, yeah, she got everything but, you know. That sword what she stone. actually yeah, wanted. She just yeah. wanted to get her bump on. <laughs> I think ultimately she wanted to get rid of Betsy and have Brian replace her as like the tr- the one. Yeah, but now she's Britain got a now she's got a dinosaur and a goose and a frog. Yeah, and a- she got the whole court. <laughs> she got rid of one thing. She got rid of Betsy. <laughs> um, well, for now she's now. just MIA. <laughs> yeah, so she's still alone. It doesn't have that. You know, doesn't have that Brian. That Brian Britton. There's also a really good, um, there's a couple good data pages. One of them is the data page of the Captain Britain Corps Reformed, oh, and yeah. it says who's a, who's accounted for and who isn't, and Betsy's the only one no, unaccounted sad. for. Um, and there's also the Swords of Krakoa and where they are in the, you know, like some of them went back to Earth, some of them are in Otherworld, some of them are lost. Um, I, the one that was really interesting was Grasscutter and Godkiller, because it says uh, that it's Twin Blades of Gorgon, and he... Uh, they they carried him home in memory of you know because he actually died and it says uh, after a corrupted resurrection will he reclaim them or reject them so we're gonna get a gorgon I didn't even know that they were gonna try to attempt a resurrection now that they know that it creates like a amalgamated nightmare version of yourself uh, but yeah so we're gonna get like a new gorgon so that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what happens there definitely uh you know. This this is an event that we read, we <laughs> talked about a lot. I think it was good. Uh, kind of happy. Um, we're on to the next one, though. I'm excited. Yeah, now we're on to the reign well, I of mean, X. The, the Xbox aren't stopping, so yeah, Xbox don't stop. Do you think the next oh. ten issues are going to be them playing baseball? Plus, we're getting a <laughs> yeah. Simon Spurrier Xbox because he's because oh, we're yeah. done with Hellblazer and, and uh, Al Ewing Xbox. Yeah, but we knew about that one. Yeah, but. Well, maybe we won't talk about every single one. Yeah, I'll be I'll be happy to not Bullshit. cover every you. moment of X Men. Yeah, for a little fuck while. you guys. <laughs> Told you, man. It's a lot of X Men. 
This is a democracy, and 50% of us need to cover every single Look, Xbox. Look, man, Kate I love Xbox. Kate and just the Xbox every week. I'm not Sean. I'm not going <laughs> to complain about just talking about X-Men. I, I, I like to talk about X-Men. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this was an undertaking. Adam yeah, was like, I like the X-Men. Issues. Invite RJ onto the podcast. Oh, never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> I have made a mistake. Please go back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there's a new event starting this week, if that makes you feel any better, Adam. Sure. Yay. King in Black, number one, is is uh, this week. So uh, we liked, we talked about some of Absolute Carnage. So if it's kind of got that vibe, then we might end up talking about it next week. We'll see. So we're doing next week's books. That's, I was trying to transition. Well, this yeah, week's I like that. This <laughs> week's book. Uh, Daredevil. Stoked. Again. Yeah. Again. Thor. Yeah. Strange Adventures. Yep. Something called Knock 'em Dead, which looks kind of cool. Hellions and X Factor, but boo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, Batman, Batman Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, you know Tom King back. Uh, that was I liked a lot of his run. Um, yeah, I did too. This is kind of him being able to continue and finish it, right? Uh huh. Which I'm excited. Yeah, this is like the last to. 15 issues. Uh, Firepower, um, Endless Winter. We mentioned a little bit earlier. I guess that event's starting next. I'm week. very curious to see what's going on with that because I have no idea what the fuck it is. <laughs> Uh, the Dreaming Waking Hours, Yay. that Texas Voice. Blood, a Null book, Null Marvel, Marvel Tales. Ah, uh, no, that's uh, that's reprints of like Donny Cates books well, from like three years ago. If you want to read some ago. Null books, it's out. You can learn about them. <laughs> well, King in Black is the Null book you want to read. <laughs> no. Well, what if you don't know about them? No. Right? Void. <laughs> yeah, to, no, that is what Trying to right. help out our listeners. Uh, Usagi's <laughs> out again. Nice. Nice. Uh, whatever what happened to Fantastic King Four, Tank Girl number two? When is that... Uh, good question. Talk to Diamond. Uh, I don't know. I don't know it's never coming there. out. I have no Adam's idea what like, there. finally getting numbered tank girl books. Oh, never mind. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> happened in my life so many times. <laughs> that's. I think that's an albatross problem. Uh, great company, but they are very new. So. Yeah. 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 Some good books uh, coming out. Should be a fun week. Awesome. Yeah. And we will be here. To talk about them. As always. As always. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh that's it for us and last week's comics. Uh make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um also consider uh joining our Patreon. Go to duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh lots of cool and exciting things coming down the road for our Patreon and for our subscribers in general, for our our uh, purveyors of the ever-expanding dueling genre universe uh we've got some i was really wondering where you were going with that we've got some exciting <laughs> things coming your way <laughs> um yeah so uh get out there uh support your local comic shop any way you can hopefully you got out there for local comic shop day that was a fun time um yeah uh get some comics wear a mask take care of yourselves wash your uh gross disgusting hands and uh we'll see you next week for myself, Casey Shot at RJ. This is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>